return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Come on up here a second, Grace. Grace Navarro. So I met Grace on a phone call. And... uh, um, April 2011, you, you would know the date. So what happened, what happened in February of 2011? You hold that. All right. Um, I got diagnosed with stage 4 incurable terminal breast cancer. Um, it was in my lymph nodes and six spots in my bones. I had, according to the doctors, four months to live with no treatment. Eighteen months, if I was lucky, on treatment. And that was February 2011. 2011. And God is on my side. I am still here. I had a clean report just Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 You got good? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're the healer. You're the healer, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. So my Bible verse is, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Every day. Amen. Is gives you a new appreciation. It does. It does. So. So I just thank God that you, of course, were in a crisis. You called. Yeah, prayer. You you came because here because I got a letter, a card from somebody I'd worked with. She didn't know that I was looking for a prayer group. She met somebody from this church. I think it may have been Greg Anderson mm-hmm. because he got cured of West Nile. And she told me, "Come to this church. Here's the phone number. Call the pastor." I don't go to that church. I'm not affiliated with that church. I know nothing about that church. I just met this man. Give it a try. I called, and Pastor Dave prayed for me right then and there on the phone. Mind you, I had gone to the Catholic church. The pastor said, I have pre-cancer, and, well, good luck. Hmm. And that was my prayer from him. Wow. So... I was quite taken when you prayed for me on the phone. And I've been hooked. I've grown and learned so much from this church. Yeah. You kept you kept coming. You visited services. Kept you kept coming. You kept growing. And now you're just apart. After nine years, my here family. you are. <laughs> my family away from home. Yeah. 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 Amen, Grace. So. Amen. We thank God for your healing. We thank God for your ministry. So, so what, what, did you, what have you done now in the last year or so? What, tell us what you did. From nursing COVID home. or? The nursing homes. <laughs> yeah, the cards. Starting March, I started, I picked one nursing home per state. 
called them up, asked them how many residents they had, and I made homemade cards and sent to each one of those states, so each one of the nursing homes. I have 51 because I had to send two to Nebraska <laughs> because I got a call after. I, I gave them a week to call back. They didn't call back. I picked another nursing home, and uh, uh, the lady had been on vacation, so yeah, yeah. I just couldn't say no. Wow. So 3,557 cards over the five months. Wow. And, yeah. Great seeds. Amen. Amen. Great. Isn't that wonderful? I Amen. Thank, I thank everybody that helped me with that because some people gave me some things to help make the cards. Yeah. And that was really a big blessing for me and the nursing home. Yeah. I got some wonderful feedback. The last card I got, the lady said, that not only did it inspire the nursing home residents, but the staff that got to pass out those cards were so honored and blessed. Wow. So. I just think, now she did that this year, in the last months, and sometimes we think, oh, I can't do anything. No, you can. Turn your neighbor and say, you can do something. You can do something. Amen. You can do something. Did you want to say something? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, Grace's testimony has released miracles yeah. in the atmosphere. Yeah. So um, on behalf of your miracle, we would like to pray for others that we know that are in desperate situations. Yeah. That are watching now. We have yes. people all over the world watching right now. And some feel hopeless and have received bad reports like you did. But there's a miracle in the atmosphere yeah. that I wanted to take yeah. the opportunity to pray for yeah. those people. Amen. So, Grace, I just want you to pray. Feel that. You just pray. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say is you don't have to believe the doctor report. <laughs> God is greater and mightier. I knew that before I even came to this church and knew anything about Jesus. Yeah. That God was greater. He was with me from the beginning. He led me on my walk. So yes. I release that to everybody yes. that, that needs a healing, mm. that they let God lead them yes. and help them on their journey, that they can be healed. They believe they can be healed. They will be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Grace. Amen. Thank you. Bless you. Amen. 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 If you're watching, receive that. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be, uh, you don't have to do a bunch of things. Just believe. Just believe in Jesus. Amen. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's the one who's on our sides. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Okay, we got Kids Rock today. Thank you, Diana Sanderson. Let's thank Diana. Amen. For doing that. And we have, uh, you know, always remember now we have masks available in the foyer. If you need a mask, you want a mask, there's masks available. Uh, they have some masks as teachers, hand sanitizers, things like that. Amen. You just want to be comfortable. Amen. You can sit anywhere you want to here. We can set up more chairs. You can go back as far as you want. We just want you to feel comfortable and at peace. Amen.
Amen. All right, let's stand just for a minute. Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is refreshed. I'm about receptive, yeah. I knew that didn't sound right. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. Amen. Yeah, wow. I say that, uh, I'm saying it, I'm looking at you, you kind of multitask, and all of a sudden you think, what did I just say there, you know, so. Just trying to, trying to connect. Okay, hearing the voice of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 10. Scripture that says, there are many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. If you go back, then you'd say they all have they all have significance. Now the significance is good or bad, all right? But there's many many kinds of voices in the world, and they all have some sort of significance. In other words, significance meaning they have a they have a meaning or a purpose, all right? Now now, like I say, that can be good or bad. During this pandemic, I've come to realize that many, many Christian leaders, leaders don't recognize the voice of God themselves. They, you know, any Christian hears the voice of God, but many don't recognize it. And so consequently, you will hear all kinds of things from all kinds of people that may not be biblical, may not be accurate, may not be truthful, all right, not even in the ballpark of the Bible, say. So because they hear a voice in their head, and the voice can sound spiritual. Now, every person right now hearing me in this room on, on uh, recording, on uh, Facebook Live and so forth, every person hears voices. Everybody hears voices, plural. You can hear your own voice. You can hear the voice of God. You can hear voices of distractions that come through media. You can hear demonic voices. You can hear voices that would try to discourage you. All right. So a radio, a radio like this here is a receptor. Right. And there's frequencies. Okay. So on the radio, depending, depending what uh, frequency, AM or FM frequency, you hear, you'll scroll around. You know, and this is how people's minds are actually. They scroll. You know, so frequencies. So, so depending. There you go. So depending, so what does this say? It says within the airwaves right here are many kinds of voices. 
frequencies. Okay? So you don't see it. And so as I'm talking to you, you could be totally connecting with me, or you could be thinking on lunch, or you could be thinking about a problem last week, or you could be thinking about something that bugs you that you don't like. Uh, you could be thinking about a lot of things. See, and I don't know that. I have no idea. See, see, all of us are like this, this box. And we are receptive to voices. So just by looking at you, you have no idea what's going on in the box. Right? You can look at someone, you have no idea what's going on in their head. They go like this, and they're just thinking, I want to get out of here, you know. I mean, so you have all kinds of things, voices. Now, there are many voices in the world. Now, the sad thing is, is sometimes Christians, Christians just, oh, you're a Christian, so you just hear the voice of the Lord. Well, that would be corny. How do you do that? Just flick a, flip a switch, and all of a sudden, that's all you hear is the voice of the Lord. Sad, right? The sad thing, too, now let's get this straight. The sad thing about Christian leaders, people think they're a Christian leader. They have a big congregation. They have a big ministry. They must be right. Now, listen, I just want to say this. Don't ever believe somebody because of their position. Never. Never believe somebody because of their position, their ministry, their books, anything. Never. Thank you, Steve, for one amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Folks, that should just be pretty clear. And I say that because of this. Christians are some of the most gullible people on the planet. Because they're a Christian, they hear somebody out, they're a Christian, they just must be saying the word of God. Maybe. But I never, I've, I've met a lot of prominent people. We've had lunch with a lot of prominent people. But I'll tell you this, I never believe just what they say. I never do. They can tell me something, I think, interesting. I'll write it down. Unless they're quoting the scripture. But if they say something, you know, the Lord told me, I think, maybe he did. I'll, I'll write it down. I'm not going to be gullible. Why? Because I've been gullible before and I got burned. I've been burned by Christians. I've been burned by ministers. I've been burned by people that say they're saying the truth, but really wasn't the truth. Right? There are many voices in the world. As Christians, we want to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So all Christians actually hear the voice of God, but there's also a lot of other voices. So in other words, I have to, I'm a Christian, but I have to tune in. I have to find where's, where's the voice of the Lord here, right? Because there's a lot of voices. So I have to tune in to that voice and I have to tune into that voice every day. And every night, right? So let's look at these. We've got just a few minutes. John 10, verse 3. So Jesus says, the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own by name and he leads them out. So the sheep of God, the Christians, hear the voice of God. Amen. Amen. So Christians are hearing the voice of God. It's not that they don't hear it. So sometimes they say, I can't hear the Lord. Well, he's speaking to you. But God does never raise his voice. He's not shouting to you like the devil does. Bible talks about a still small voice. It's going to be very clear. It's going to be very specific. It's going to be personal to your life. And so Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. And, and he calls his sheep by, his, by their names. Don't you love it? God knows your name. When I got, I got saved in a nightclub, but he actually called me by my name. While I'm standing by the dance floor. And he said, Dave, what are you looking for? And it got my attention because I heard, I heard a voice in my name. 
And he showed me all my sin that I was in. And he set me free. I went in one way and I walked out another way. A believer in Jesus Christ. My life began to change supernaturally by the power of God. So, so he knows your name. Remember in Luke. In Luke when Jesus is walking down the street. Zacchaeus was short and he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. So he climbs a tree. Jesus climbs a tree. Now, Jesus had never met Zacchaeus. They weren't friends. They weren't texting or Facebook buddies or anything like that. But Jesus knew his name. And so when he's walking by, he says, Zacchaeus, hey, today I'm going to come to your house. Today we're going to have dinner at your house. I'm going to stay at your house today. So he spoke to him by name. I love that. Don't you like that? When you talk about a relationship with the Lord, we have a personal relationship with the living God. And it's so much different. Religion is dead. Having a relationship is life. Relationship is vertical. It's not rules and regulations and so forth. It's that I want to live for Him. I want to live for Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Amen. So Jesus said, or John 10 verse 4, Jesus said then, He, go, he puts forth His own sheep by name, goes before them, and it says the sheep follow Him for they know His voice. So, number one, we hear, write down one, hear. Number two is know. Big difference. You don't want to just hear his voice, you want to know his voice. Right? So, he says, it says, he goes before them, the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. Isn't that right? If you took the, if you took the, if you took a child, uh, uh, and a small child, and if I held that small child, we have small children here, probably not in the sanctuary right now. But what happens is, if, if I held the child, the child would go, well, wait, I don't know him. And they'd be resistant, right? And, and yet, if their mom and dad called to them, and they'd turn around and look for their mom and dad's voice because they recognize their voice. They know the voice of their parents. Now, why is that? Because they're around their parents, that's a voice of comfort. That's a voice of security. That's a voice of provision. That's a voice that, that I'm, I'm on your side. So they recognize the voice of their mom and dad because they're familiar, right? They, they're the one that, that they're around all the time. They're not around me. But they're not around you, right? I always think, I always, invariably, when we're overseas, we get in situations where either... We're either uh, <clears throat> dedicating children or doing something, and then they put, and we always, I'm always a little concerned because I'm very white, and then they put children in her, in her arms, like, and I'm, the pastor said, and I'm thinking, do you, you really want to do this, you know? I mean, because this child's going to do what? It's probably going to cry, right? So the parents hand me the child. Parents, the child's just perfectly fine. I have the child in my hand, and then the child looks at me like, whoa! <laughs> and, of course, you have tears, because all of a sudden, who is this person who I do not recognize? So I say a very quick prayer and hand that child back again. And then the child stops crying because they don't recognize me. I'm, I'm a strange voice. I'm a strange person, right? So you have to saturate. If you're going to know the voice of God, you have to saturate yourself with the things of God. How do people learn songs? You know, remember... remember you know, a lot of people remember the old days, rock and roll and so forth, and they learn, so they just listen to it on the radio, right? And pretty soon they know all the words about all the songs and so by, by listening and listening. The same with gospel music and so forth. The same with the Word of God. If you saturate yourself with the things of God, the voice of God will become clearer. 
if like here, God bless you for being in a worship service today. And so you worship the Lord. And in the midst of that is the things of God. You fellowship in the midst of that is the things of God. You hear the word of God in the midst of that is the things of God. So there's a spiritual progression. There should be a spiritual progression in our lives that we hear the voice of God. We know the voice of God and we follow the voice of God. So he goes before the sheep and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Lots of people, you can find people that are Christians, they're born-again Christians, but actually not following the Lord much because they don't know his voice. In other words, they get saved, they're forgiven, and so forth, and they might even come to church and so forth, but they never read their Bible. They're not worshipers. They're not prayers. And so they're Christians. They've heard the voice, but they don't recognize the voice. Because only if you know the voice, then can you turn the corner and begin to follow him. Jesus' disciples were with him about three years. So they're with him. They're hearing, hearing, hearing. And then he releases them. There's always transition in the Bible. There's always transition. So he releases them to do what he did. And then sends back the Holy Spirit to be with them. So they hear the voice of the Lord. So then that 120 go out and do it. And that turns into a few thousand and five thousand and so forth like that. So he goes before his sheep. The sheep will follow. Let's say follow Jesus. Amen. And they know his voice. All right. So they're going to follow him because they know him. Right. You don't want to follow the voice of strangers. All right. Verse verse five. A stranger they will not follow. They'll flee from the voice of strangers because they know not the voice of strangers. So what's a strange voice? Well, here's and of course, again. This is this even with Christians, but but here's a strange voice. It might not be the will of God to heal you. That's a strange voice. And yet much of most of Christianity will entertain that voice because they think, well, you don't know God's will. It's all mysterious. You know, we don't know what what he has planned, what he has prepared. We don't know those things. Well, the truth is we do know those things. I'm saying that to you online as well. You can know the voice of God. You can know that healing is for you today. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed to the devil. Jesus, Jesus never rejected anybody on healing. Never. Never. He always brought healing, deliverance, blessing, and love. So, so what happens? When, if you recognize the word of God, it helps you to walk in peace in the spirit. And then you hear a strange voice. It doesn't mean that person's bad. It doesn't, you, could hear, you could hear that in a teaching. It doesn't mean there's a false teacher. But it does mean at times there's a false teaching or a false idea. And you have to be smart enough to realize, mm, wait, I'm gumming a bone. Oh, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to put that bone on the side of my plate. Don't eat everything you're given. Bible would say test the spirits. See whether it's of God. Amen. See whether it's really food or something that's going to choke you. Amen. Isn't that right? Now, Jeannie, we have, we've had this, this uh, thing for a long time, you know, this radio. And I always like it, you know, uh, because it has different functions to it. So in addition to frequencies, you know, you're trying to tune into stuff and, you know, trying to find things and so forth, you know, that, that you can hear something. I feel I like that. I feel glorious. Hallelujah. 
you know. See, you can hear things. So what do you you want to do when you hear something that's bad? You should have an alert inside of you. It's called the Holy Spirit. Now, the Spirit is the Spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit always identifies with truth. So when you hear something, you hear something and you think, I don't know. You've got a checker on the inside of you, all right? And so a lot of times it's like this. You're having dinner and so forth, and all of a sudden you think, you, you have this. And the enemy said, don't swallow that. We were in the last, yeah, one of the last trip to India. And we were in this place, and we were with the pastor, and we were at the rural area. And so we sat down, we were having some tea and stuff, just a little snack. And there was a person working there, and she came over to Jeannie, and, and she gave something to Jeannie. And, and she said, like, eat, eat, you know, eat. So Jeannie, you know... She didn't say much English, but we heard eat, okay? And then, so, so she looked at Jeannie. Well, then she went away, and she was kind of part of this restaurant. And, of course, we're sitting there like this thinking, you know, don't eat that, you know. Well, so we're sitting there, and then the guy, she left, and the guy, our friend, he, don't eat that, you know. And it'll just mess up your system, you know. So there's things, so spiritually, you have to understand, don't eat. If the Holy Spirit in you is going like this, don't eat it. Listen, don't worry about missing God, do this. If you're concerned, then then write something down and then just go back to the Bible. You're not going to miss God. Alright? Sometimes people think, oh, it's a one-time deal, boy, if you miss this, you miss it. You know, well, that's not true. There's many opportunities, okay? He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. He wants to lead you and guide you. So there's always opportunities, all right? So, but, but, have, but have some discernment. Hear the voice of God so that you feel comfortable with what you've heard. Amen? So we, it says we don't listen to the voice of strangers. In fact, when you hear the voice of strangers, you flee. You run from that voice. Sometimes people say, oh, God can't do that. And the Bible says in Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for the Lord? There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Nothing. Grace, God bless you that there's nothing too hard for the Lord. She just, she just knew that somehow on the inside, just thinking, no, God is still bigger than this. God is always bigger than anything we face. Always. And that's why our position is always a position of humility and trust and so forth, that, that God's going to take care of it. Amen. Sometimes people say, well, you can never be too, too uh, sure about your future. And Jeremiah 29 says his plans for us are good. And that was prophesied during their captivity. They were in captivity, so they were in an oppressive state. And yet God says, no, I, st- I still have good plans for you. And he does for everybody. That's why I like even, even in weddings to know, no, he has good plans for this marriage. He does. Amen. You know, you don't want to... We got married in a spirit-filled church, or says Pentecostal church, and and there, here's there's a guy in the church, like an elder in the church. He says, "Yeah, you just wait a few years. You guys will cool off." I'm thinking, "Good grief! How did this guy ever get to be an elder in the church?" You know, it's like this guy. This guy is just sad. Was sad, a sad person, yet he was one of the leaders in this church. And folks, you don't have to cool off. 
and you can know that his plans for you are good, and they're always good. And when it says this, God's saying this, the plans of peace or prosperity or so forth, they're not of evil. Now again, understanding, read the New Testament. Major in the New Testament first, right? Stay there, because so many people get confused in the Old Testament. No, we're living now in this covenant. So Christ, the difference from the old and new, is that Christ has now come and redeemed humanity from their sin. In other words, he paid for all the sins for all the people. Now, they have to choose to receive it. I understand that, but he's already done that. So now we're in this whole new covenant in how God relates to people. He relates to people through Jesus Christ. His plans are good, not evil, so that we can have a future and a hope. And he just says, then go and call on me. Go and pray and go and seek my face. You'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. So you get your heart in this. So you hear the voice of God. You know the voice of God. And you begin to follow. follow can you say follow? Follow the voice of God. Let's just look at the Jeremiah 38, 20 then. It says, obey the voice. So you obey, I beseech you, the voice. Obey the voice. What is, what is the Bible? The Bible is words, right? And so as you hear me talking today, I'm using words. So the Bible becomes, the word of God becomes the voice of God. All right? So if people say, I want to hear the voice of God, get in your Bible. And we strongly recommend Bible reading. So you get in the Word of God and it, becomes, it helps the voice of God to become clearer and clearer. So if you obey the voice of God, it'll be well with you. In other words, not that our lives are perfect and not, not that we never face adversity because everybody does. But, but obviously we're going to walk in the peace of God. We can stay in His grace and do well and finish well. Amen. You want to finish life as old as you get. You want to finish life like this. You're loving the Lord, praising the Lord. Amen. That's how you want to finish your life. You don't want to finish your life like some grumpy old person with a, with a smirk on your face so that when they embalm you, they've got to somehow straighten it out. You don't want to, you want to live life that way. You want to be happy. Amen. You want to be happy. And I always tell people, you're not going to get through this alive, so you want to enjoy every day that you have. I don't know how many days I have, nor do you. So you want to enjoy today, this day, right now, enjoy it. And so as we live, live for him, obeying his voice, it'll be well. We've, we, we have been through a lot of different adversities and so forth, but we've always had the peace of God. In the midst of the storms, we still have the peace of God. And the peace of God will tell you that you have the presence of God then. He's still with you. He's still bigger. He's still bigger than what you face. And sometimes we've been hanging on like white knuckle faith, but God is good. And so knowing that, knowing that, then we want to hang on to him all the more. Amen. Quick rabbit trail, Hebrews, where it says you come boldly to the throne of grace. Remember, it's a throne of grace. It's not a throne of judgment. It's a throne of grace. And then it says that you might find grace to help in time of need. So that makes you want to run to God because he wants to help you. Right? So, so people think, oh boy, I've really blown it. Oh, this is the judgment of God. No, no, you're thinking all wrong. And so that's how many people teach. They're teaching from the Old Testament or prophesying from the Old Testament. Judgments are coming. Folks, it's all Old Testament. New Testament is Christ has come and he's come to bring us grace that we might get born again. And that grace continues that we can live in him. 
So we come and we find grace to help in our time of need. I, I've had a lot of times of need, so I'm running to him for help. It's kind of like I, he knows me. <laughs> he knows my name real good. So, but I don't do that just on a bad day. I do that all the time. Just run to the Lord and blessing him and praising him and so forth. Proverbs 19, verse 27. So Proverbs 19, verse 27. Cease to hear the instruction that causes you to err from the words of knowledge. This is very important. So in other words, if you're doing something or listening to something that continually is wrong, you want to stop. In fact, I'm just going to say this. In fact, there's people that fellowship in groups they shouldn't be in. And why is that? Why shouldn't they be there? Because it's, it's causing them to err from the true words of knowledge, from the truth. So if I'm fellowshipping with something that is wrong, 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 and you might say, oh, it's, uh, it's this, but they're spiritual. They, they love God. But if it's wrong, 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 cease. Just get out of there. Just going to say that online. I'm going to say that to anybody here. Just stop listening to it. We have umpteen Christian channels on our TV. <laughs> Very few of them are good. <laughs> but you hear some and it's, ooh, wow. Take five minutes. Okay, next channel. Five, five minutes, next channel. Don't, don't listen to something that's going to cause you to err. Don't read something that's going to cause you to err. Give the book away. But I paid 15 bucks for it. Good, get, get rid of it. Get, just get rid of it. Don't, don't, don't keep it. That's just the word of God. See, stop hearing things that will cause you to err. Okay, that will cause you to go wayward. So John 10, 5, my sheep follow my voice. Now, let me say this a second, okay? The sheep, the, the, or 10 verse 4, I guess, verse 4, the, my sheep will follow my voice. Let me just say this for all of us here. We have to be careful, though, that we don't have selective hearing. Selective hearing is just hearing that I hear what I want to hear. All right? So I don't, you don't want that. You want to hear Church here, you hear a lot of different ministers. Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights. You're going to get a real balanced diet of the Word of God. Right? That's very, very good. So we don't want to just hear what we want to hear. We don't want to follow what we want. We want to follow what the Bible says. Amen? So in other words, this has got to reach. This has got to reach into my home, how I treat my wife, how I treat my kids. See, sometimes we can be... Very spiritual. Well, we've been to many conferences, and you just have, you have conference junkies. They're there at every conference. Oh, hallelujah. They're at every conference. They're at all the conference. Where do you go to? Oh, we don't have a church. Oh, we don't have a church. Where's the guy these conferences? It's conference junkies. They're up for the next high. <laughs> hallelujah. And then yet, on their work, they might just be as carnal as anybody else. No, you want to be somebody solid. Folks, we've met these people, okay? We know these people. You can talk Bill Vanderbush, the people at every conference, they're the same people at all these conferences. You can take at least half or a third of the people at all the conferences around the United States. They're conference junkies. But are they, are they in a local church? No. They're too spiritual for the local church. That's sad. Why? Because that's where it has to be. You can't have selective hearing. You have to get down where the rubber meets the road. So the gospel's got to get right into my family... My children, my children are still serving the Lord. Hallelujah. They've grown up in a pastor's house, so they see the good, the bad, the ugly, everything else. Hallelujah. 
but they're still serving the Lord, and that's what the good part is. Amen? They're still serving the Lord because they see the real thing. How we treated them, how we teach, taught them, what we've done, they've seen the gospel work. So I can't have selective hearing. In other words, I can't be up here one way and then a diff- a something else different out there. No, you live the life. See, people can say, I hear the voice of the Lord. And it's like, but then nobody can tell them anything. One of the we talk in leadership class, you have to be teachable, right? One of the, one of the things we said in the scripture, the scripture is for, for edification, but correction, instruction. What does that mean? It means constantly through life, we're going to be corrected and we're going to be instructed in the way to go. And we're never going to know it all. There's always something to learn. Isn't that right? It'd be like if some, you know, for anything in life, you could say, oh, no, I already read that. Oh, I don't know that. Okay, but are you living it? That's what it comes down to. Are you living what the Word of God says? Quickly, John 14, verse 26. The voice of God is always going to agree with the Word of God. The Word is always. You will never hear the Holy Spirit say something that is contrary to the Bible. Never. The Spirit and the Word agree. So the Comforter who Jesus sent, the Holy Spirit, he's going to teach you all things. He's going to bring things to your remembrance, whatever I said to you. So, so the voice of God is always going to agree with the Word of God. Number two, the voice of God will never bring fear. And the Word is never. God never is trying to torment you or cause you to be afraid. Never. So Jesus said, I give you peace. In the world, the world's not that way. The world is fear. The devil brings torment. But Jesus said, I'm going to give you peace. And Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. In other words, don't allow it by what some other voice said. Don't allow it to be afraid. That's, our, that's my responsibility. So if something's bothering me that I have to take responsibility for my heart, my thoughts, and bring it in line with the Word of God. So the voice of God, number one, is always going to agree with the Word of God. Number two, the voice of God is never going to bring fear. Why? Because He is a God of peace. So if something's causing you to fear, something causes you to be afraid at nighttime, whenever it is, that's when you want to just go, go to John chapter 14. Go to Jesus. Amen. So Jesus, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They're going to they're going to know my voice. They're going to follow my voice and and they're going to experience eternal life as they do that. Amen. Amen. And the life that he gives us is life abundantly. In other words, it's a good life. It's a good life to live for the Lord. It's a blessed life to live in. It makes you want to run after Jesus. Christianity, Christianity is and should be appealing. If it's harsh and mean, it is no different than what the Muslims present or the Hindus present or anybody else presents. All their gods are harsh and mean. All of them. But the Christian God offers forgiveness. Jesus Christ offers forgiveness and hope and love. Totally different. Grace. I don't have to work to, to get my salvation. I have to receive his love and grace. That's all I have to do. And he'll do the rest in me and I will grow. Amen? All right. Let's lift our hands a second. Lord, we thank you for your voice of truth.
your voice that brings life, your voice that brings peace. And Father, we thank you for helping us, first of all, to hear it, then to know it, to recognize it, and to follow you, Jesus. To follow you, Jesus, in our hearts, in our lives. And Lord, we purpose that today, just to do better, to know your voice, to be in the word, to be in your presence and worship and fellowship and so forth. Father, we purpose to know you more. And yes, Lord, to obey and follow. So I thank you for blessing people here today. Supernaturally, Lord. Blessing people that are here, that are watching online right now. Thank you for blessing their lives and their homes, their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. His mercy endures forever. All right. Fellowship with one another. Bless you. Tonight we're going to gather at 630. It's going to be a great night. Great time together. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.